0: Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised.
2: G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. And we are going to have a fun, fun, fun show today. Um, I had to call in. I'm in the middle of a storm in Palm Springs, California. So it's pretty interesting. I'm missing L.A. a whole lot right now. Um, And I think we have Paul on because I can't see my screen, so I have no idea if we have anyone. Paul, honey, are you there?
3: Yes, I'm absolutely there. You're having a what in Palm Springs?
2: A hell of, one hell of a storm. What kind? Um, I don't know, but there is wind and there is thunder and I've now locked myself in this little house. I bought this tiny house in Palm Springs and it's like, it's supposed to be kind of like a getaway house, (laughs) except I'm here all the time now. And so I'm trapped in this little house with all this wind and it's, it's, I feel like I'm in a hurricane. It makes me miss Australia.
3: I, uh, it is a desert, so things will happen.
2: So. I, d- I didn't know it could happen like that. I, uh, I go riding out here a lot. There's a great ATV place called Off-Road Rentals. They rent out ATVs. And if you guys listen to the show and write in on Facebook, you can win some ATV rides uh, from Off-Road Rentals. And they're going into their busy season. And everything here is kind of picking up. But so did the wind. And I feel like I'm trapped in a little tiny house in the middle of a sandstorm or something.
3: Ah, you'll be fine, I hopefully. You know, I mean, if uh, if it starts, you know, if you start seeing rain like uh, falling parallel to the earth, and uh, you know, basically, start unicorns and frogs are falling out of the air. But you know, that's kind of standard for the valley. But it'll be fine.
2: I, you know, I, I gotta say, um, I'm trying to think of a polite way of saying this. The last time I was in wind this bad was in Australia during a hailstorm and my dad ran outside it was the middle of summer he put on what's called a slicker which is kind of like a uh, an Australian version of like a, an overcoat he put think on the his slicker
3: raincoat.
2: kind of but it's made of leather and he puts on this slicker uh. and he put a pot on his head and he was outside in a, a pair of speedos his his jacket his overcoat and a pair of boots with a pot on his head because it was absolutely hailing like you wouldn't believe. And he was dragging a mattress out front to try and put it over his car. Hmm. That was the I, last time I was in, a, in, in wind like that. I remember my dad with a pot on his head and a pair of Speedos.
3: And we and the listeners have uh, learned a little bit more of an insight of your <laughs> upbringing. So, you know, it's just,
2: <laughs> it's just, it's just a little bit terrible. I know, That's one of the better stories. And that from the peanut gallery was my assistant, Alexis. <laughs> but, yes, that's... If that's that nothing, was...
3: I can't wait to hear something, all right? You oh, know.
2: yeah. You go, okay, my dad uh, is, is just that kind of fellow. I went to an all-girls school, and my dad bought a brand-new car. And I went to this very posh, very posh. private school and then after my, a week after my dad uh, bought the, the car, he shows up at my school and the windshield's cracked, it's covered in bugs and mud and the hood's being held down with bungee cords.
3: Uh, oops, alright.
2: Yeah, he, he took it in the bush. And so I'm, you know, horribly embarrassed that my dad showed up in this monstrosity. Can you
3: explain for every listeners who don't know what tucking in the bush means, just to be very clear?
2: <laughs> my dad um, likes to go into the forest, into the bush back home. He likes fishing, off-roading. he likes camping. Off-roading,
3: fair enough. Okay.
2: Off-roading, yeah. He's, he's, he's really kind of a man's man. But it was a hatchback, definitely not designed for off-roading, and was then held together with bungee cords. I'd love <laughs> to say this was an anomaly in my life. But I remember most of my dad's cars having some kind of some kind of issue like that. They'd start off beautifully. But this is a man that told me he never bothers emptying the ashtray in his car because he's just going to have to get a new car next year anyway.
3: Huh. Okay. So, and that's not <laughs> like I'm so rich, this is what I can do type thing. This is... Uh, I'm probably going to destroy it before I need to clean it out. Yes,
2: <laughs> yes. This is not a statement, you know, this is not like a bourgeois, a bourgeois statement of I can afford it. This is just my yeah. dad.
3: No, I, I work for a producer <laughs> who, you know, kept the car until he filled up the ashtray and then he went and got another one.
2: Okay, you that guy's an asshole. <laughs> like, yes, that's, yes he was. That's, that's different. No, my dad was more the... Uh, You know, he took my brother and I camping, and if he'd take my mother, he'd have to take a caravan and tents and a solar shower and everything else. He'd take my brother and myself, he'd hand us a buck knife and a sleeping bag.
3: Real camping.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, that was, it was, and it was amazing. I'd, uh, I'd go to school, you know, with these very wealthy, wealthy girls, and... You know, I'd have Somewhere a black a twig eye. In your
3: hair, you
2: know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, as I was, you know, I'd go with a black eye or something like this because my cousin belted me. Or I, w- I was definitely a little different. <laughs> Came from a little different, you know, a little, little different background. But my dad was, uh, oh, he is one of a kind. I got to give him that. He's going to be out here next year. So God help America. Um, <laughs> I want to meet this guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the same guy he'd come out to visit my mum uh, in America my mum's family and he'd go for a run because he was in the navy and he was in a special unit in the navy and he had to be you know the fittest of the fit and so he'd go for a run every day except he'd do it in a pair of speedos and tennis shoes and all the women on my my, my uh, grandmother's block would come outside in the morning with a cup of coffee to chat with him <laughs> he's a gorgeous yeah. man still is but you know, well, my grandmother you know. finally came outside with newspapers and started swatting at the women.
3: Yeah, yeah. Th- thankfully Speedos have fallen out of favor here.
2: You know, oh. I, I, I come from a country of very well-built men. I can't complain about Speedos being a style back home. Um, mm. the, the one I complain about is when we'd get the Mediterranean visitors, the guys that would come out from the Mediterranean. There's a lot of hair and a lot of gold chains in a Speedo. And I've never seen anything quite like it. And then they get the Australianisms on top of that. So you have guys come on over to you going, hey, chicky babe, mm-hmm. you want to go for a ride in my Monaro? I'm just oh, like, yeah, because oh, every
3: friend. woman, just they just get <laughs> just dreamy over a walking carpet in <laughs> a banana hammock. You know what I mean? Yes! And, yeah. so, I've been and, doing it all wrong. All right.
2: <laughs> Just put on a pair of Speedos, Paul. And then, yeah, you know, no. they'd come over. <laughs> <up. laughs> and the beaches, half the beaches back home are, of course, topless. <laughs> and so when I first came here, my brother's in a Speedo, and I'm walking around without my shirt on on the beach. And yeah, everyone's I you staring doing that on at that us. Movie we
3: met on too. So I was like, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I spent a lot of time topless. It never bothered me. You and I met on a set where I didn't have a shirt on. Um, and so this guy, you know, I everyone's I think told staring. you to put
3: it back on just so that the rest of the people can, we can actually get something done.
2: I yeah, I do remember you telling me at one point, all right, you should probably put that back on. We're done filming. I was like, okay, nobody told me to, I'll put it on. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty easygoing on that. It's just, it's where I grew up. And then uh, I did, but my brother and I were walking around. I had no shirt on. He had on a Speedo. And he's looking at me finally and everyone's staring at us. And he looked at me and he said, do I have something in my teeth? <laughs> like, no. can't figure out why everyone's staring. We chatted with a lifeguard for like an hour. And finally, when the lifeguards one just change shifts, the guy's like, hey, you should probably put your top on. Oh, that's not allowed here. And my brother looked at him and said, if it's not allowed, why didn't you tell her an hour ago? And the lifeguard just looked at him and said, Please.
3: Didn't have a camera an hour
2: ago. <laughs> it's like bastards. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been interesting. There is definitely a cultural difference here. Um, we don't have the worship of celebrity that you guys do here, which I find very interesting.
3: Really? I mean, so like huge Australian stars aren't, they're just, it's just Hugh instead of huge Jack.
2: Kind of, it's sort of, um, when Oprah was in Australia, um, okay. Russell Crowe walked up to the side. The closest thing that America
3: has to royalty, Oprah,
2: yes. Uh, yes, of course, when Her Majesty Oprah Winfrey was in Australia, and by the way, I do worship Oprah, so I, I, there is no justice in that. I, I got nothing uh, okay. to say about that woman. I know. I think she's awesome. <laughs> she's, she's, she's fantastic. And mm-hmm. then, um, so Hugh Jackman is on stage, they sent him down this flying fox, and he's smashed into the back of the stage. And the Australian news said, you've got to see how much Australia loves Oprah. We took our most handsome, perfect person and we just chucked him off the roof and oh. threw him into a wall for Oprah, you know. And everyone's having a giggle about this. But apparently at the time, they'd invited um, Russell Crowe to come over to set and he just walked through the crowd, walked up to the security, went to go and they wouldn't let him on.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh... Does it's he have just, the same kind of history in Australia that he has over
2: here? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's still an asshole, no matter where you send him. But <laughs> he's, he's still a dick. That doesn't change. But
3: Fair enough.
2: it's just it doesn't really faze anyone, and the security had been brought in from the United States. So they didn't understand how this person had kind of just walked through this crowd and is now saying, no, I, I was invited. So it's, yeah. it is. It's it's a little interesting. Um we have, you know, our own celebrities as well, but we don't have, we don't have the same, um...
3: Paparazzi feel or that you don't Dude, have... Dude, we don't have
2: Kim. Kim freaking Kardashian or any of that bullshit, and Kanye West would get a wedgie, man. Like, somebody would give Kanye West a wedgie. He's a dick. That just would not fly where I come from. People are way too blunt and way too honest. We have celebrities like Daniel Johns from Silver Chair. Um, Dieter Brummer, like we, we have our own celebrities, but we also don't revel in the same celebrity culture. We have a different expectation. Like Russell Crowe wouldn't get away with the shit there that he gets away with here. Mm. And Rebel Wilson, I mean, (laughs) she's, you know, she's funny as hell, but you Mm -hmm. can still see her at a cafe and people may wave or nod. I'll be like, Hey, can I get a pic? But nobody's going to come over and bombard her in the restroom or at dinner. We just have a different set of social standards. And uh, it's kind of like so the bully, that, the bully, the bullies in school. Mean, like,
3: and you don't have a, like a mm-hmm. list of photographers who will just try to get that girl coming out of the limo just so they can get that upskirt thing.
2: Not unless they want to get punched by an Australian man. <laughs> like, it's, it's, we have a very different social standard. And if, if, you saw somebody harassing someone. You know, my brother has, I, I watched my brother get into a fight. I wasn't a celebrity just because some, some boy was harassing a girl. And that just isn't, it's, it's just really different. It's a little bit more chauvinistic. It's a little different, but everybody is more on an even playing field. We don't really have the same. Seems to be
3: chivalry is not dead over there.
2: Oh, it certainly is not. And it has a phenomenal right hook. Fair enough. Um, you know, and but we have stronger laws on animal abuse than they do here. We have a lot of more, but we're we're socially. I mean, we have social medicine. We're a lot more socially conscious, I think, and I think that dims the light on celebrity. The more socially conscious you are, the harder it is to be in awe of a person when you're more concerned with people.
3: Yeah, I couldn't agree. I can. Yeah, uh, that sounds sounds pretty cool, actually, but.
2: You would absolutely love it. Guys, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be on with the phenomenal Dr. Ross talking about what makes you thin, skin, uh, skinny, thin, happy, and healthy. Because let's face it, if you're happy and healthy, you're going to be thin. Maybe not thin, but at least healthy. All right, guys, when we come back, we're going to talk to Dr. Ross. We have a whole bunch more. Thank you for listening to me be a little bit homesick because I'm jealous my brother's in Australia. I'm Summer Helly. We are on with Paul Michael Boland, who you all like better than you like me. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back.
0: Streaming
3: live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Are you a pet parent? If so, you'll want to stay up to date on the latest tech gadgets and advances for your canine or feline friend. With a ton of apps, websites, tech toys, and more, you'll want to be in the know when it comes to the real treasures and the duds. For that information, listen for Pet Lover Geek with host Laurian Clements. We test and discuss what's hot and what's not on the pet front so you'll be better informed. Tune in Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety.
0: Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside.
2: Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become
1: our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
2: summer helene and we have our favorite guest dr ross dr ross welcome to the show
4: hi summer thank you um earlier i heard you allude to your australian connection and uh i had actually gone and looked up that favorite australian food vegemite to uh see what that was all about and uh Happily, uh, you can eat all the Vegemite you want. It's, uh,
2: oh, I, I like that. I'm a big Vegemite fan.
4: <laughs> from what I understand, it's a derivative of yeast, but uh, you have to be careful what you do with it. Eating it on uh, a slice of white bread is not a good idea, but uh, otherwise,
3: uh, it's perfectly kosher, so to speak. What I
2: is like it considered? that.
3: A carb, a protein, a sugar, what is it?
2: It's mostly yeast and salt.
4: Yes, it's a prote- proteinaceous uh, substance from nature.
3: And uh, so uh, it's uh, been around con- longer than we have. What, what category would you consider this in, or is it like a, a hybrid?
4: Well, Vegemite is uh, an organic uh, material, and it's got uh, proteins and fat and... Uh, Carbohydrate, complex carbohydrate, uh, derivative from a plant substance, and uh, it's uh, people in Australia love to eat it. I don't quite understand oh. they're liking it, but.
2: <laughs> you know, we, we actually use it in gravy. Like. You wouldn't believe how many things we use Vegemite in. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I've looked at it, it seems to be something that should be like an ingredient. Not a main course.
2: It is phenomenal on toast with cheese. It's really good. <laughs> but I, it's also an acquired taste. Every American oh, yeah. I fed it to just, like, gives me this look that I have now murdered them. So <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a catch-22 food. You made your kids. Some yet? people love it. Mm. My, yes. <laughs> mm. They like it.
4: Well, it hasn't quite caught on in the United States.
3: Really? God bless America. Yeah. I'm just saying. I have had it. Oh.
2: I like it. Um, So we had some questions today, Doctor Russ. I'm going to get to those because I want to make sure we get a few of them in. Uh, One of the questions I got asked quite a few times is, uh, "What's the catch?" With the what's the downside to the Palm Springs diet, and I know that's an odd question, but everyone, you know, one of the things one person wrote in and said, Well, with Atkins, you get bad breath, and my response was, With Atkins, you also get death, so that was probably not the best way to respond. But this, they're asking what the catch is. Well, I haven't seen a catch yet. with
4: the Atkins diet. Uh, the Atkins diet is a ketogenic diet when you completely exclude carbohydrates. Uh, which the Palm Springs diet does not, your body produces ketones, and uh, that that's what gives you that bad breath. And uh, when you're in that ketogenic state, you're breaking down your, your own proteins, which is not a good idea. The paleo diet has carbohydrate in it in the form of complex carbohydrates, so it's... Uh, perfectly acceptable and perfectly okay, whereas the
2: actual
4: will throw your body into what we call a ketogenic state where you're breaking down your proteins. Now, if I had to say uh, what is the catch, I would say there's really no downside other than theoretical uh, objections. For example, some people don't like the fact that you're eating meat and uh, you know, for, for either religious reasons or ecological reasons. Uh, meat is high on the food chain, so it takes a lot more energy to produce meat. Uh, and those are, you know, separate discussions. But uh, uh, I would say as far as a downside, you're, you kind of uh, feel like a stranger in a strange land because you're eating in a way that most other people aren't. And huh? that distinguishes you, and you look around, and 70% of Americans are either overweight or obese. So, no, you're not eating like they are, but you're, you're thin.
2: <laughs> That's true, and you're not going to die from heart disease like they are. Um,
4: or get diabetes. So-
2: or get diabetes or any of that. So does it have any side effects? Like uh, some of the diet complaints I've heard from people that have gone on um, like the uh, Palm Beach diets and the Hollywood diets and all these diets, they're either constipated or they have diarrhea or they have something going on with their system that they're just not used to.
4: Oh, no, there are no side effects. Are you kidding me? You're eating. You're, you're talking about eating naturally. And it's it's the way you should eat, and you'll you'll feel the way you should feel. Okay, you're avoiding you're avoiding the foods that that make you feel bloated and and uh, that bloated uh,
2: and groggy.
4: Blood sugar to go up and exactly that uh, make you foggy headed and uh, either cause you to be hyperglycemic, hypoglycemic. Um, so you're going to feel just fine. Uh, it's an expensive diet. Uh, I'll say right right off the bat because uh, what's inexpensive are the uh, 10 varieties of macaroni and cheese and the 30 varieties of cereal that you'll find in the grocery store. Uh, vegetables, fruit, Meat, fish, poultry, shellfish, those things tend to cost a little bit more, but they're so much better for you.
2: Makes sense. And if of- it. Pardon?
4: It's a bit more expensive.
2: Just to that's eat that fine. way and to eat healthy. Well, that's it what they say. Time.
4: It takes time to go out and buy those those uh, foods that are right for you to eat. And uh, I'd encourage our listeners to be. Modern-day hunter-gatherers and go to the store themselves and uh, buy those those healthy foods. Buy it themselves. That way, they're investing in the effort. They're investing their time.
2: Makes sense. That actually is a very good idea. One of the main complaints in the United States right now are what are called the food deserts. When you go to the lowest socioeconomic brackets, so or where the people with the least amount of money. Live, there is no um, fruits, no vegetables. They don't have the same access to those foods. So you're finding the mo- the more hungry people are in the United States, um, the heavier they are because all they're eating are these refined sugars, and um, it's it, it's creating a very very strange imbalance. It's they're eating so much junk, but they're you know nutritionally starving to death. So it's a very, it's it's an interesting dichotomy. Um if you if you stop following the diet, can you keep the weight off or are you going to gain it back? Is this like a forever life change, or uh, this is from for one of our listeners, or can they go back to eating mashed potatoes and gravy?
4: Well, if you can just discontinue eating well and, and uh, eating in a helpful manner, uh, you'll, your weight will uh, either return gradually or rapidly. And your health will deteriorate. The, uh, really, the, back, the uh, cornerstones of good health are eating properly, exercise, and, and rest, getting enough sleep. Of course, there are many bad things. But uh, if you follow the, you know, the dictates of good health, you're going to stay healthy. And uh, if not, well, uh, be prepared because uh, your health is going to go by the wayside.
2: That makes I like sense.
4: Emphasis on health rather than than weight and dieting. Um, I, I like to refer to it as eating in a healthy way.
2: Okay, that makes sense, and I suppose that does make sense. If if you're overall healthy, you are going to your your body will follow. You know, it's very rare that you see somebody who. Um, eats healthy and exercises and does all of the right things and retains a lot of weight. It's very difficult to see that. It's usually because people are sick or they're not eating right or there's, there's a whole bunch of things to it.
4: Yes, we have different sorts of body measurements. Uh, most people have heard of the body mass index. Uh, it's actually a very reliable measurement of uh, your uh, condition if you're underweight normal weight overweight or obese uh, is they're based on uh, actuarial tables that uh, the insurance companies have come up with to decide if uh, they're going to give you health ins- they're, they're going to give you life insurance or not uh, then there are more refined ways of measuring your weight uh, such as uh, water displacement there's also a measurement of uh, It's called near-infrared spectrophotometry where you you measure the impedance of uh, infrared light. Uh, Those are rather uh, arcane scientific ways of going about it, but uh, we can get a pretty good handle on uh, whether someone is uh, in need of losing weight. Uh, I think... uh, Sometimes you see people with these enormous arms and uh if you do uh near infrared spectrophotometry, you'll find just a little tiny bit of muscle in 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 and amongst all that fat and uh so uh it's it's uh there, That's there's science, science behind uh weight it's called bariatrics and uh we, uh, we encourage people to, uh, to exercise. If, uh, if you're replacing fat with muscle, you may not be losing weight, but you're re-sculpting your body. So uh, that, that's always a good thing. You're, you'll be healthier, you're better, and uh, the overall result is, is better health.
2: I like that. The only thing I know about weight loss until I started talking to you was whether or not I could fit in my pants, it was going to be a good or a bad day. That's Mm -hmm. it. Then I started talking to you and started going to you and learning more and more. And I know the listeners are learning more and more. Guys, go get a copy of The Palm Springs Diet. As always, we're going to give a giveaway, one of Dr. Russ's books, The Palm Springs Diet. Write in and tell me what you liked best about this episode or send in your best question. You can go to Amazon and find it, and you can also go to, Dr. Ross, I can never remember the name of that site. Oh, summer
4: it's authorhouse.com.
2: Authorhouse.com, guys. Go to authorhouse.com, get a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. It works really, really well. It'll make you feel better. You'll have more energy. Thank you very, very much for being on the show, Dr. Russ, and we'll talk to you next week.
4: Oh, if I may add, some of my favorite questions was the first one because uh, you asked about a downside, and uh, I I would tell your listeners uh, that it's hard, but you need to stay vigilant, and uh, that's probably the most difficult thing about trying to lose weight is to remain vigilant in your your efforts, and, and they'll pay off.
3: It will
2: well that's perfect and we'll be sending a copy of the book to that the person that wrote in that question I actually am going to apologize and say I don't remember the name of the person that wrote in that question I'm looking at a sheet that Lex has handed me but I promise I will get back online and look it up what would you say Lex? Shauna? okay it's Shauna you are getting a copy of Dr. Ross's Palm Springs Diet thank you so much for your question and thank you Dr. Ross
4: you're
2: welcome, Summer. All right, guys, we're going to head to a break. I'm Summer Helene. That was the wonderful Dr. Russ talking about the Palm Springs diet. Get a copy for yourself. Go check it out. It is a great, great book. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Boland. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back.
1: Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station
3: where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: What voice guides your sexual needs and desires? Yours or others? The Sexual Voice with host Jessica Ford is the show to lead you to a happier, healthier, and more fruitful sexual self. Let Jessica help you find your own unique voice to express sexual feelings, gain confidence, and to appreciate your own needs and desires. Listen live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. There is a sexual voice inside of everyone. Come discover yours.
1: Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset, your home? Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor, Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety.
3: You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out.
1: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at SummerHelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes.
2: G'day guys. Welcome back behind the scenes. I just wrestled the microphone from Alexis who was trying to say something embarrassing. I'm SummerHelene. We are on with Paul Michael Bolan and we are talking about all things Hollywood. (laughs) there, Paul.
3: Yeah, 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 I'm I'm still here, and yes, we were going to make fun of you, but you know.
2: I know, I I grabbed the phone, I don't trust either of you, I know you both far too well. Um, I do have to say, the amount of information that Dr. Ross gives in a sitting, I'm sitting here Googling infrared spectrometers and all of this, it's great information. I always find it so interesting. We have an amazing guest today. Dr. Battencourt, are you on?
5: Yes, I am. Thank you for having me on.
2: Thank you for being on the show. Now, we're going to have a heck of a conversation about Hollywood and a whole bunch of other stuff that uh, Paul and I are going to bombard you with, but why don't you (laughs) tell everyone a little bit about yourself while, while we're here?
5: Oh, wonderful. Uh, my name is Dr. Lana Bettencourt. I am a producer, unit production manager in the industry. I've worked on um, seven, six or seven films with the the studio, the independent studio that I work for, which is Tridestine Studios. Um, CEO is Indy Brown. And the president is Trey Haley-Yay. And I have also have uh, produced a couple of TV pilots. One is uh, In Full Bloom, and the other one is Mikasa Mikasa. We just screened Mikasa Mikasa a couple of weeks ago, and we're getting fantastic feedback on it. So it's starring Michael Collier and um, Donzele Abernathy. So it's a, it's a wonderful sitcom. And I'm just excited with everything that's going to be coming up in 2016. I had some opportunities in the last couple of months to, to do some films. where um, We uh, worked on some films for Lifetime. Get two films in the can for Lifetime that will be coming out in the spring. And then uh, we worked on another film. I was in Washington, D.C. We shot uh, at the White House and at the uh, Smithsonian... Institute the Smithsonian Museum uh, for African African American Museum, which was
2: wonderful. It's,
5: um, it's all exciting stuff.
2: Amazing. Now I know, Paul. What the hell did we want to talk about? There was something specific we wanted to talk about with Dr. Lime.
3: Uh The Kelly Mantle thing. Yes. Okay, I just found out about this like about an hour ago. There was a film made called Confessions of a Womanizer. And the producers of the film are submitting uh, Kelly Mantle, who is a gender-fluid person. So I, I have no idea what pronoun I'm supposed to be using. But they're basically submitting Kelly as both best actor and best actress.
2: So we're going to get really controversial with you and ask. I personally, so I'm going to go out on a limb before anyone else. If you identify as a woman, cool, go for you. You're up for Best Actress. You identify as a man. Cool. You're up for Best Actor. I don't think someone should be allowed to go for both categories. I think that's cheating. It
3: means you're both.
2: Okay. Cool. Then we either need to get a new category or put a person up for one. But I don't know if it's necessarily fair to put one person up for Best Actor and Actress. What are your thoughts, Dr. Battencourt?
5: Wow, that's a that's that's a deep subject. Oh <laughs> and, yes, and
2: ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, yeah, this also this also come
5: I, up in I, a sports event. That is event? that is
3: that is the absolutely appropriate response.
5: <laughs> 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 but didn't this also come up in a sports event where they there there was a person that was fluid? I like that I like that terminology. And Not mine.
3: Apparently it's Kelly. Yeah. Yeah.
5: (laughs) Okay. Um, And and where they had to decide whether or not which category for that individual as well. I think, I think that goes back. I mean, this is, this topic um, summer is, is not specific just to our, our, our industry. It's also specific to um, a lot of things. I actually read maybe about a year ago where, where, um, It even came up in the school where was the the individual to go to the boy's restroom or were they to go to the female's restroom?
2: Well, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in whoever you identify as go be that person. It's when someone's gender fluid, they move between male and female and claim to be neither male nor female. I have Googled this in the last last 10 minutes. Um, So it's not necessarily about being transgender. It's about somebody that identifies as both male and female. And so the Ooh. transgender thing I, i'm I'm is fine. I have um, my aunt used to be my uncle. That's something I have no problem with. Um, it's it's the gender gender fluidity is where it it I kind of stop and say, if you want to identify as both male and female, I'm great with that. I have to admit a little ignorance here. I only really see things from kind of a Hollywood perspective. So everything to me relates back to Hollywood. But if Mm. you identify as male or you identify as female, you should go for best actor or best actress or whichever one you identify as cool. But if you identify as both, I feel like it's kind of loading the deck going for the same role as uh, up for best actor and best actress as the same role. That's like putting um, Medea up for best actress well, let me ask.
5: The, I, well, that's a good option. <laughs> that's a good question. Hey, I, I, I love. Goes. I
2: love Tyler Perry, but <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. Um, let me ask this question. You, you, you know, you, you said something that triggers a thought in my mind. Is you know, times change in events in the world change. Is this a world event change that maybe that's a new category that needs to be
2: put out there in the awards selection? <laughs> Maybe put up a, a best entertainer award that men and women can both compete for because we have yes. best actor, best actress, but put up a, a category that's best entertainer where you put in both men and women. And it's and not gender
5: specific. It's just a, it's I, just their ability and their capabilities being recognized. Fifty bucks says Meryl
2: Streep wins every time. Just, just <laughs> a guess. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's because she's so great at what she does. <laughs> oh, God, she is. Now, if you put Meryl Streep up for best actor, I would vote for her.
3: Yeah, I I'll think, think we have kind yeah. of a union thing, I think, at this point.
2: Yeah, yeah, if you don't vote for Meryl Streep, I think they kick you out of the union now. <laughs> that's, that's the rule, yeah. Or, or we pay more, they raise your dues. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, a huge, I'm a huge Meryl Streep fan, but I do have to say, with the change in gender... And the change in – now, I'm not sure how to phrase this, so I'm going to phrase – I'm going to tell you something I've been told quite often. I was working on a project for BET, and I walked on set, and my boss came on set and yelled at me, and he said, it's too dark in here. And I I couldn't figure out what he meant. I'm telling people to turn the lights up, and he pulled me aside, and he said, there are too many – there are too many – Black people here, and I stopped. him am like, well, it's, it's a black show, and he said, no, I don't care about in front of the camera. I'm talking out behind the camera. Lighten it up.
5: Oh well, yeah, I've run into that as well, and it and it had nothing to do with B E T A That that's just the nature of the business, and, well, and, and sometimes it, it's it's about the, it's not necessarily about the set. It's about the com- 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 the people around being comfortable with their yeah. own environment.
2: And that to me is something until I, until I was around that, that's something I didn't think existed. Um, at least not in the entertainment industry. Cause come on, we're not supposed to be assholes. We're supposed to be progressive. We are the liberals people. Um, but I, I do find it, I find it very interesting that that's not talked about. People are talking about gender fluidity in film, but, the sexual divide and the racial divide still exists in Hollywood. And that is not addressed, but we're now addressing new things. Yes, and and, and, you know, I I think it
5: was progressively coming to the forefront, but I don't want to mix politics in in the industry, but I'm wondering if it's going to go backwards.
2: Oh, once that asshole got voted in, it's going backwards. I know women he's raped. (laughs) Like, this has mm-hmm. already come out. I know women he has raped. So this is like, this this isn't a maybe. <laughs> like, he's paid them off. They're giving the money back it, to to come out now and talk about it. So it's, it's very interesting. Um, but I also understand the frustration on the other side that no one wanted politics as usual. So across the board, this has been incredibly divisive. And I think that... This could have gone one of two ways, at least um, as far as the entertainment environment goes, I understand why people were for him and against him um, you know it it kind of this was a dark election I mean it was a very, very dark election, and I mm-hmm. don't remember America being like that i you know i I was so inspired when um Barack Obama won. I remember even when Bush won, I wasn't happy with that one, but I don't remember everything being so fire and brimstone and it's kind of caused a global trend, but now they're starting to get some kickback. Um, There, there's a group in um, Greece that was just voted in that identifies um, as, as a neo-socialist, that are really coming down on Islam and Jews. And if you guys look this up, it's really shocking. I mean, down to they do the Nazi salute. Um, it's very, very interesting. The, the, glo- the global climate is shifting in a way that I'm very uncomfortable with personally. Um, I, my, my family is Jewish. And my aunt, who is in her late 80s, uh, lost a lot of family in the Holocaust and she said, I've seen this before. And she's not talking about Trump. She's talking about the entire global environment. And she said, it's not the Jews this time. It's the Muslims. She said, we, you're either one of us or you're against us. And she said, I've seen this before. And she said, don't get me wrong, you know, in her nice, thick New York Jewish accent. She said, don't get me wrong. It's not that I like the whole Islam thing. I don't get why the women have to cover their heads. Just sit down, shut up, we'll talk. But I don't like the way people are being treated. And I don't like what I'm seeing. I've lived through this before. The global shift is what concerns me because I'm seeing a shift away from the UN, which was designed to make sure a world war didn't happen again and to try and broker peace. I'm seeing the UK move out of the EU and the EU was put together to make sure that Europe couldn't go to war like that again. And it's, it's a very, very disturbing shift where everybody's becoming very self-centric. Every country is becoming more and more self-centric. Um, and either we're going to fold into that or we're going to push out of that. But it's there's a lot of fear-mongering, and it's not just in this country. It's very, very global right now. If you look into a lot of the elections... In a lot of other countries, they're having the same things happen. But countries like Austria pushed back and went with a very liberal government. They basically voted in Bernie Sanders, who I'm a huge fan of. Um, So people are going to one extreme or the other. But they're pushing away from the centralist governments that have been in control thus far. So obviously a lot of countries are tired of kind of the status quo. It's just they're pushing to one extreme or the other. Well, you know... It's like something that I
5: posted on Facebook, and you and you and you mentioned it a little bit in what you were just saying—the fearmonger piece of it. And if we do anything in fear, the the, the probability of the outcome being a, a a lower outcome than a higher vibrational um one is is likely. So, what I just like I posted on Facebook: we of us that are of a high vibration and of a more positive outlook on life and spirituality and the outcome of others need to be that change that comes along. Um, Even though we may not feel like it's a big change, every little change turns into something big. It's like that snowball effect. If you start out small and you start making the change, it can end up to be a big change for us. You, you, me, uh, and and I'm sorry, what's the gentleman's name that's on the the line with Paul. Paul Paul, we are we are we are in positions to be that change we are in positions to be more positive to to make the changes just like the 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 statement that was made you know when you were on this set for BET you know if that statement was made the, the question is is Okay, what's the change that needs to be made and why and understanding that why. Making, making, making situations and sets more comfortable so that it can be darker and you feel more comfortable that, that quality work is being done no matter how light or dark. The, the, the surroundings are. I think that's the other thing, too, uh, and, and making it feel more comfortable that it's not a threat for um, the for the environment of, of the set, the environment of the quality of the outcome from the actors. To the directors, to the camera person, whatever it may be, and just knowing that that can happen, and I think we are the ones that need to help to make that change. And, and part of that change is, is is maybe it's not a whole dump and do, but maybe it's a gradual change. So you gradually change that 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 crew listings, you know, till, till it becomes I, a mixed amount.
2: I got to say, exactly how gradual are we supposed to go? Because there, I mean, women have had equal rights. Um, Well, women have had the right to vote for less time than black men have had the right to vote. But let's face it, this doesn't seem to be getting better. This is the slowest transition I've ever seen.
5: And, and, and here's the thing that I, I, I say with you. I understand what your, the statement you're making and, and the points that you're bringing out. The thing is, is you're right. How, how how fast or how slow is gradual? And I think that's going to be left up to us. We've got to support each other in getting that done. We've got to be able to bring it speed it up. If we, don't, if we think it's not fast enough, it's left up to us to speed it up. If we think that it's not being pronounced enough, we need to pronounce it even more so out there. If, if we know about activities, opportunities, whatever, we need to be on the phone calling our, if, to your point, the female, our female counterparts, our female proteges bringing them bringing them up pulling them up in the ladder faster than what we have been doing that's how we speed up progress it's not See, like waiting for someone to make a change for us we
2: have to like i said we have to make that change so i probably shouldn't have told him to go fuck himself and get off the set
0: um, then that would be a backward
2: step. <laughs> but I did. That's well, that's, that's no, kind no, how that, that went. Was, that was a progressive thing to do as well. But,
5: but also, but also showing him <laughs> how how we can make that change happen and make it happen in a way that that's non. I hate to say it this way, that's non-threatening and non-fearful for for whoever statement. What is he is afraid of? Well,
2: I I don't get what they're afraid I of. That I don't afraid- know. I, <laughs> Multiculturalism know, I, I don't and women.
5: I don't understand where just, the fear comes from either, because I think, well, you know what? It, it depends upon where you're set. And I just, I say this from the perspective of the company that I work for. We try to make sure that our environment is a very, very um, pleasant and calming and soothing environment to work within. And and then and as I as I personally as I come off from from that 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 company and I go on to my own set I still bring that peace tranquility and calmness and I've actually had people say to me that our sets have been the best sets to work on and I think because of the fact like we said like I said you know we're we're trying to we should be the ones making the change and if we come and we we set the standards and we set the way that it is they'll go and they'll start to look for that and they'll mention that on other sets so mention that or make sure that it's known on that i i got an email from someone from the last set that we're on uh, the person just thanking 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 me for bringing bringing them on board and introducing them into an environment of peace and and in in non-threatening work environment and i'm going wow is it really 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 like that out there and thank god yes that i don't have that yes. i don't have to live with that on a day-to-day basis and and yes, part of that it's is really because like i have that. to be yeah, and part of that I believe is because of the projects that we choose. You know that our that our CEO and president choose for us to work in. They they choose the projects that that are are viable and non non volatile. I guess is the best way to say it. And then when we're on the set, we we make sure that we keep our heads about ourselves and that because, you know, people around you, when you're working on a set, they look to see how leadership is acting and they follow that lead. So if they're following a lead of calmness and, and 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 notoriety and jobleness, they're gonna they're gonna feel happy. They're gonna feel wanting and desiring to be there and and happy to be there because that's what they see, and they're gonna want to come back each and every day. I just sent an email out today to someone that said. Look, you know, I thank you for your input on these changes that you want to make. I'll make sure when we move forward and it gets picked up by the networks that those changes are made because guess what? I want this experience to be, and I put this piece absolutely the best. That was in capital bold letters. Experience that you have because I want to work with you again. And if it's not absolutely the best, you're going to think twice about working with me again.
2: I like that. We have about three minutes left of the show or two minutes left now. I do want to say I like your idea better than mine. I was just going to hire black Muslim women and make that the entire set just to piss him off. Um, But you have a much better plan than I do. So, guys, if your takeaway from the show is anything, make a peaceful environment. Be peaceful in your set. Be easy to work with. And people want to hire you. Yes. Now, you have a whole bunch of stuff coming out. Can you tell everyone where they can find you if they want to poke at you and ask some questions?
5: Yeah. Yes, my email
2: address uh, is I wouldn't give I wouldn't give an email. Do you have do you have a Facebook a page anywhere so oh, you yeah. can go? Yep, Facebook page is, is Lana Bettencourt. Don't go to the Dr. Lana
5: because you'll be going to the spiritual side of me, but the entertainment side is I'm Lana Bettencourt and I do post everything on Facebook on what's going on um, out there and I'm, and I'm on Instagram on Dr. Lana.
2: So everyone go check out Dr. Lana on Instagram, find out what it takes to make it in Hollywood. Dr. Lana, thank you so, so much for being on the show. Oh,
5: thank you for having me. This was wonderful.
2: I know, and I woke up enough to do the show. Alexis was excited. She thought I'd <laughs> sleep through the whole thing. Um, and
5: look, <laughs> and, and you, were, you were very good.
2: <laughs> I, was, well, I was awake. We're going to call that a win. Mm-hmm. I was working all night. Thank you so much for being on the show. Paul, thank you as always. Mm-hmm. You are wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And thank you to Dr. Russ. I'm Summer Helene. We were on with the lovely Dr. Laura Battencourt. Dr. Lana Battencourt. I cannot say that in one word. Why? I can't. I can't. I can say Dr. Lana or Dr. Battencourt, but I can't get it out in one. And, of course, Paul Michael Bolen, who you like better than you like me. I'm Summer Helene. This was Behind the Scenes. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Good night. Good night.